Welcome back to Abby's Chatties, where we talk about topics that affect you, the students in the school system. I'm your host, Abby, accompanied by my co-host, Arwen Fry, and Mr. Renew. And our topic today is about discrimination. So we had a lot of feedback from you guys, which thank you so much for that, because it, it shows that we do have a following, and it's kind of cool. Um, so... We got a lot of feedback from what you guys want to hear about discrimination, so I'm actually going to let Arwen take it because she has a lot of people that said stuff. So Okay, so the first one was mental issues. I know we spoke about mental health last, um, podcast. last, last podcast. And um, I got an answer saying, I feel like a lot of schools and teachers don't accommodate with kids that have problems like ADD or depression, and then they blame it on us. So what do we think about that? Um... I don't think it's wrong. Like, there's definitely students that I think, you know, they do have problems like that. And then, you know, there's teachers that are, like, almost like teachers that kind of use it against you, I guess you could say. And, like, I, I, I know of a few teachers that I've had in my past that, like, I've had students in my class that have had certain problems. And um, teachers have kind of made fun of them for it. And, I mean... Sometimes teachers don't think too much about it because they think it's, like, casual jokes, but it definitely hurts, you know, the kids' feelings because they already think that something is wrong with them, and then for you to kind of bring it up in front of, you know, this classroom or, like, in front of just people in general, it kind of makes them feel worse. Yeah, I can say from a teaching point of view, it's something that we've got to be very conscious of. Um, I think sometimes, you know, like, joking and... and um, joking can be a way to kind of connect with your students, but you've also got to be careful. You're in a position of authority. You're in a position of power. And no matter what, there's always going to be like a power differential between me and my students, which means that like joking and stuff like that doesn't go two ways as well. Like we're not on the same level, if that makes, if that makes sense. So because of that power dynamic, you've, you've got to keep that in mind as a teacher, even when you're just joking around that, that can be, um, you know that can be detrimental because there's there's no real recourse for the, for the student then if they're if they're feeling hurt from that. What stuck out to me in that sentence was um, schools and teachers don't accommodate. Um, I find that kind of um, not like upsetting, but kind of scary to think that children think that because mm-hmm. I know I have like teachers that are very very caring and accommodating depending on what I need or what my friends need. And I hope that other kids can feel that too because it's very important to feel welcome and like you have a space to be when you're not feeling good. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would add on to that and say from, the, from a student, if you have a diagnosable issue like an ADHD or, or depression or anything like that that is diagnosable um, I urge you to get it diagnosed if it's not already and then start the process of getting an IEP or a 504 um, so this is going to like the legal side of it um, because if those are on record and you have a plan in place um, your teachers will legally have an obligation to follow that then <clears throat> excuse me whether that is a case of giving you extra time on something or, or a preferential seating or whatever, whatever that is going to be to help accommodate and allow for, for whatever that issue may be. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely get, get that going and then advocate for yourself, which again can be, can be really difficult. Um, I know a lot of students don't want to draw attention to themselves. 
um, you know, if, if I already have this anxiety disorder or whatever it is, I don't want to like draw attention to it and be like, Hey, remember I've got anxiety. Remember I'm depressed today or remember this is going on. Um, but the more you can advocate for yourself, the better, the better it will be. Um, cause again, if you have those, then there's a legal obligation to, to, um, accommodate. I think like you said, Mr. Renew, that like kids, they like, they don't, they don't want to draw more attention to themselves. I think another thing is that they're just scared to like talk about it. Cause they don't, we're kind of like as, as teens, like these young adults that they're putting us as, like we're kind of scared to talk because we're told that we don't know what we're talking about or that we like, we have, we have no right to talk about a certain subject when in reality, like it's, we we know what we're talking about sometimes and sometimes we really don't know what we're talking about and i think there needs to be like that like a given line for us like okay you know these are topics that you guys obviously know that you're talking about but then there should be also teachers and adults that aren't shutting us down every time we try to talk about a problem okay another response that i got was um the assumption that people of different races have equal access to education I've heard this one a lot. Um, I've gotten, because of me being Indian, a lot of people think I'm like automatically born smart and can like, like use computers and programming and stuff. Don't get me wrong, I I do enjoy programming and computers and stuff, but I I'm not the type of person to be like, oh yes, because I'm Indian, I can do these things. And I hate when people are constantly coming up to me and telling me certain things like that. And then I have my friends who are like different cultures and such that are getting told, you know, because you're this, you automatically are born with this, like, this ability almost. And, and that's not true because you're obviously like, the whoever you are, you're whoever you are. Like, you know, if you're, you yeah, you're born, but who you decide to be and like what you decide to put your strengths into is what you choose to do not that you're born with it yeah so i heard in that question access to education based on based on race and that's a really big question uh i mean if you look at a national level there's definitely a disparity uh, like a disparity between race and education and it's it's really based on socioeconomic um so it's um I don't even know how else to, to answer it other than that, that it, it exists. There's definitely a disparity. I mean, you, you can look at on, on racial lines, kind of like where um, lower socioeconomic groups tend to be. You can look at that. There's still a systematic thing going on in the nation where the majority of, of people beneath that line are, are minority. Um, and then those people tend to end up in underserved schools. Um, and so there definitely needs to be something done about that. That's a huge, like, national conversation that needs to happen, basically. Um, a, one that I got um, multiple different responses on was gender identity. Um, I got something about um, people who identify as non-binary. They don't get take. They don't be. They don't get taken seriously. Uh, they're to- they're often like made fun of and told that they don't exist. Um, there's, I also got a bunch about um, transgender people, um, people being told that they are old enough to know what they want to do or telling them how to live and that they shouldn't transition, um, most stuff like that. Um, I think, uh, I don't, um, like, 
we were all yeah it's a touchy one huh? yeah like i don't i don't know what to say because i understand like where they're coming from like it, it hurts to be told that you know we don't know what we're talking about when it comes to our life like and what we want to identify as and who we want to love and you know who we want to you know i like be i think it's really stupid when people tell us that like we're too young to know what we're talking about because we're teens like we know who we we know who we at least want to be when we grow up or what we would like to be when we grow up. And making the decisions from, like, now is often, like, I don't know. I don't know how to, like, word it. But, like, we're often making decisions now that will affect our lives later on. And I, then I think from, like, a different standpoint is, like, there are some people that are taking it almost as a joke. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm this, when in reality they're not. And they're just trying to get on this, like, train almost of being liked in a way, I guess you could say. Or attention. Yeah, like an attention kind of thing where they're like, we're... So, I think that one of the, the yeah, this is, this is it's a tricky, uh, um, I think one of the, th- one of the things that I've heard, like, people in my generation and even, even the one or two generations above me, um, when they talk about these kind of things is that they talk about it like... I, I hear a lot of phrases like this didn't exist when I was um, when I was a kid. You know, there was no, um, you know, you didn't you didn't see people with like gender issues. There was only two genders in my day, kind of a thing. Like you hear that, um, but I think one thing that people need to keep in mind is is one when you're talking about LGBTQ stuff, um, when you're talking about homosexuality, when you're talking about any of that kind of stuff, that's not anything new. I mean, you can go back into, into, you know, prehistory kind of things and find, um, you know, find tons of material of, of this existing still. Um, and then remembering that, that when we look at a lot of those things, it's a social construct, not, you know, masculinity and femininity, for example, are, are complete social fabrications. Those are not, those are not, biology those are not uh anything else those are those are created by our societal norms um the other part is that they have to remember is when you're talking about gender identity issues and people coming out it's not that there's more people now it's that they're more comfortable coming out now um a lot of these people are talking about from a time period if you go back and look at like the 30s 40s 50s even 60s um, you know, you might get put into an asylum for saying that you were homosexual. Um, they, they tried to do like shock therapy on people. You know, you, you would do electroshock therapy so that you wouldn't be gay anymore. Um, so what I'm saying is that you probably had a lot of people that were rightfully and understandably resistant to coming out um, during these time periods. So it's not that they didn't exist. It's not that there's more of them now. It's that the repercussions aren't there. Um, so they're more willing to come out. And you do actually see an influx now of people who are in their 40s or 50s um, that are coming out as, as transgender now, that they've been living their entire lives um, one way, but because it was not societally acceptable, um, they, they hid that until a long time. And now they're, like I said, 40s, 50s, and, and coming out as, as, or even 60s or 70s coming out as transgender. Um, I think, yeah, like that's really, that's terrible because now you've lived more than half of your life basically living a lie and not being who you are and I think that's one thing that I love about like the generation we're in right now is that people are accepting of you like if you are what you say you are and you know you say this and you want to identify as that or whatever the case may be that's that's like I love that our generation for that is that we're understanding of people and 
also I keep like I've been told this a lot is that you know young minds like you can shape it and you can mold it and I think that's something that like you know people higher up need to start doing a little bit better is being able to like not raise their kids up in that like in that like that set mind where there's only two genders or there you know there's just like certain standards I guess but like raise them to like be able to accept people for who they are and also being able to like I guess understand people better and know that like as you're growing up you're gonna run into different people and kind of be accepting of that yeah I think that's a Abby you said a really good thing there it's not that it's not that people need to raise their kids or raise or, or believe what other people believe um it's it's accepting people's beliefs um, I think that's the key there is is that as long as you're you're raising your kids and you're trying to teach people to um, not that everybody has to think the same way um, not that that if you are transgender or you believe in multiple um, identities uh, that, that I have to follow that thought process um, it's just simply asking people to not be combative against it it's asking people to accept other people um, for who they are and who they want to be okay um this one's kind of specific, but um, someone said people feeling like they have the right to say that a colored person doesn't have enough money just based on their clothes and their items, things they have, things they have. Like their possessions? Yeah. Um, so this is going to go back to me being Indian, which is kind of ironic, but anyways, like that I'm constantly being told because... I'm Indian, that my parents are automatically from India, and that India is, like, a very low place, like, it's all in poverty, that's, uh, it gets me so worked up, because, first of all, my parents are not from India, they're from South America, Guyana, but, yeah, we're Indian, and second of all, you know, not all of India is in poverty, so, like, I, I hate when people have that fixed mindset um, like at I3, they, they, they tell you to have a growth mindset, and it's not only for your academics, but it's also for the relationships that you have and for life in general is not to keep this fixed mindset, but have your growth mindset where you're able to basically accept people and, you know, learn to kind of live life with a growth mindset and be able to grow as you grow. <laughs> yeah, we love to categorize people, don't we? It makes it easier. <laughs> It makes it easier to put people into like categories and whether it's back to the whole gender binary thing, it's easier to see things in black and white, one and two. Um, and I think a lot of people, just anything that go that goes outside of that, it just makes them uncomfortable because it, it just messes with their perception and it's they can't kind of put everything into a nice, neat little package. Um, so I think it goes right back to that. It's it's whenever you challenge that, it, it upsets people because it messes with their perception of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, these last couple, um, kind of tie in together, um, jokes about, um, certain things like sexuality, uh, gender identity, racism, things like that. I got a lot about those. Like, um, I hear a lot of the time in school, um, kids going around saying things like, oh, you're so gay or blah, 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 stuff like that. Um, I know that people see it as a joke but a lot of people don't find those things funny because um you are offending people like it is offensive to people who um are a part of the communities that you're making fun of 
even if you think you aren't making fun of them, you are. And you never know, like, what that person has to go through based on what they are, like, mm-hmm. things like that. It's important to be aware of what you're saying because you literally have no idea what anyone's dealing with. And that could, like, make or break their whole day, so... Yeah, there was a big push a couple of years ago to get rid of what was deemed as locker room talk. You know, the idea that like, especially especially amongst like teenage boys in, um, you know, in athletics, that there's like, you can say certain things in the locker room that you couldn't say outside. You could be more vulgar. You could talk about women a certain way. You could talk about, um, you know, all these other topics. And, and there's a big push a couple of years ago, which I think was really good to get rid of that, that like you shouldn't locker room talk shouldn't be any different than, than outside of the locker room talk. Um, and there's a lot of those things Arwen, that you brought up that are really a good point. I mean, I know personally I have to bite my tongue sometimes. And sometimes I don't bite my tongue. Um, when I hear people like one of the, one of the popular ones right now is to like say something is autistic. Um, when, when, you know, something, you know, somebody doesn't like something that's going on or they think that it's, it's, not intelligent or whatever. And, um, I mean, I have a, I have a son that is on the autism spectrum. So like when I hear that, it, it, it kind of, you know, gets under my skin really quick. And I'm like, you know, you don't, you don't understand how you're offending people when you, when you say things like that. And just like you said, you to, to people think that like, if you say something is gay, that it's not a big deal. It's a joke, but they don't realize like, and this is going to come to the English teacher side of me, words are very important and words are very powerful. Um, and so whether you think that you're being funny or not, what you're doing is you have created jokingly or not, you have attached a negative connotation to the word gay. Um, so since you're using it as something to describe something negative, you've, you've clearly in your, in your lexicon have attached a negative, um, a negative connotation to that word. I think as like I mentioned, there's like a lot of people in our generation now that are very understanding. I think it goes for the same amount of people who are very fixed in what they say and like they they say that they're understanding but in reality they're just kind of there to make fun of you kind of thing like where it's they get to the point where like yeah okay you know you're comfortable with this person because they say they're there for you but then you know they kind of they turn it into like this heap of just joking about what you are or who you are and they then they like turn around and say oh it was just a joke like i was just messing around with you or whatever but don't genuinely realize that it hurts and i think just some people are kind of not in touch with their emotions too when it comes to certain things that they say i definitely know a lot of people who um kind of do what you said like um when you tell them that it hurts they apologize and say they're sorry, but they continue to do it. Mm-hmm. I think um, a problem with people using these words is because is that they get into habit of using it, and they use it a lot, like constant, to everyone, and that can cause a lot of problems when it comes to like people overhearing it, um, people being told those words multiple times over and over, um, especially hearing it multiple times that hurts. Um, it can cause issues. So I think um, the only way that schools can really help with that is um, the more the teachers hear it or the more students that hear it should not necessarily report it, but um, make make it clear that it shouldn't be allowed. Make it clear that you can't say those things 
Um, if it gets out of hand and there's a student that's repetitively doing it, repetitively, repetitively getting caught, um, they should, there should be, be consequences. Sat down and talked to and get parents involved if they have to. Yeah. Because it does hurt people. Um, I think another thing is it's not only like uh, teachers or admin. But also, like, kind of put it on the students, too. Like, if you hear your friends saying certain things, like, pull them up. Like, yeah, they might, you know, get hurt from it or whatever. But, like, genuinely, like, if some people overhear certain things, they'll get really worked up about it. Like, there's certain triggers that people have. So if you, like, like, if you understand that they're joking around, then okay. But if you hear them, like, doing it, like, over and over and over again then like for sure pull it up not just like put it on admin and you know teachers but put it on the kids too because we're with the people in this like the kids in the school more so we're gonna hear you know certain things more often and if it's some of our friends like I both Arwen and I pull up our friends for certain things like because we understand that like hey it's it's hard like being in this world and not being accepted for who you are Abby, I love what you just said. I, I think that's more impactful than getting people in trouble. Um, I think holding your peers and your friends accountable for the things that they say in a, in a constructive way of like, you know, you, you expect more out of your friends and, you know, you want them to function at a certain level. Um, I think that kind of stuff, that idea that my friends who I care about and respect would potentially shun me because of the things that I'm doing and trying to make me understand that, that those words can be very hurtful and destructive. I think that is way more impactful um, than any kind of, you know, like getting a detention or something like that. I think that's the most impactful thing you can do. Um, so to kind of wrap this all up, I think not only should we be kind of not necessarily reporting like Arwen said, but like it goes back to the see something, say something. Um, if you hear certain things that you don't necessarily like, then maybe go to admin or, as I said, pull your friends up for it. Um, and also just kind of be accepting of people. Like, you know, everyone is who they are. And if you are, like, if you're a good person, I think that that's all that should matter. Like, not what you identify as or who you love or what color your skin is or whatever. I think it's if you're a good person and if you just have, like, good if you have like good intentions then you know then so be it like that I don't care what you are like if you have if you're a good person with good intentions I love you just the way you are like I I couldn't care less um but next week top next week's topic because we've kind of hit two major topics this week being discrimination and then our first podcast being mental health we're going to be talking about the way that the school runs so kind of like why our classes are the way they are like why our schedule is the way it is um the lunches that we have like why they're really terrible (laughs) and um and just other questions that you guys might have so um we'll see you guys in the next podcast bye